welcome to the Eurovision Division podcast, the podcast where we listen to every single song in this year's Eurovision before this year's Eurovision. As always, I am your host, Mira, but not as always, because now I'm doing the intro, bitches. <laughs> we listen to everything, and now it's my turn. That's a song. That's just a- if I if I could just have one note is I normally say the amount of songs that there are. It's thirty seven. Yeah, because the the that's a really challenging part of doing the intro because I have to remember how many songs there are in the year and it's different every year. So I have to do a different intro every year that we do the podcast, and I would just like to like just. That sounds super fucking hard it for you. It's like really fucking hard for me. <laughs> I'm so sorry, bestie. So if you just step in here for one episode, I would just like to say it's not that easy. That's fine. But who are you? Oh, I am your co-host, Jeroen. Yeah. Uh, I've brought all these songs to you. You've brought all of these songs? I've introduced you to these, man. (laughs) You liked them before it was cool, and they became cool when I started listening to Mm -hmm. them. Um, (laughs) Well, some of them never became cool, but we'll find out about that today, because this is my... Top 37! Yeah, I mean, that does bring us to the first question that I wanted to ask of you, though, which is, like, what is your general sort of feel about the year? This is a weird year for me. In general, I don't think it is a particularly good year. Mm -hmm. Like, there's not a lot of songs that are standout amazing songs although you know there's some really good ones in there yeah yeah for sure but i have had the most fun following eurovision this year for some reason i i think that all of my eurovision you know podcastery has has really you know molded me into a eurovision fan And that really came to a head this year where, you know, we went to Eurovision live in Amsterdam and um, I've been actually listening to the songs multiple times. I feel like when we started the podcast, I listened to the songs on the podcast and at the contest. Yeah. And that's it. I didn't like have a playlist. I was like, okay, I've listened to them and now I'm done. And then, you know, on the night I was rooting for my favorites, but I wasn't like, oh, I have to really, you know, study these songs and think about them and and think... I We did the podcast and then I was done. Well, we started a bit earlier this year than we usually do, and that allowed us to also take, you know, the past week um, off... Uh, to to not publish an episode while we, like, you know, composed our thoughts and made some plans for the future. Uh, yeah, it just has allowed you more time to sit with the songs before the contest, um, because normally it's a scramble to get all the episodes out. Yeah. Um, and we are now... Re- it's still it, two weeks. Well, yes, we're starting rehearsal week. Um, so at the time of recording, we don't really know anything yet about... Um, what these acts are going to look like on stage, whether they're going to keep like you know the aesthetics that they already had or not. Um, so it is still a mystery to us, and that is the attitude with which we are coming into uh, today's you know ranking and discussion before the shows. Is also discussion yeah. before rehearsals, discussions before we know anything. Yeah, I, really. I think this is just the year, and I think next year we're going to have to try and start recording as soon as possible, because I like being a part of the fandom, Yeah, and it 
kind of really brings me down when we stra- you know, scraggle to when we struggle to get all of the episodes out in time for the for the contest, and then I have like a week, less than a week, to you know look at the Reddit or finally follow people on Twitter, look sure, yeah, at yeah. the artists' Instagrams, and like read the news article and like who's beefing with who, who said something problematic, or like I love the drama. Like I don't love the the nasty drama, but you know. The build-up is really fun. So I want more of that, because I've been having a lot of fun this year. She's coming to the dark side. I've uh, been coming to the dark uh, side. Ah, uh, living that life on the dark side. No, I hate that song. <laughs> also, I turned 30, and I am no longer concerned with like liking things that are good. I just like the things that I like. Yeah. I, um, and I have a whole rant about that, but I'll leave that for a later time. Considering no one has, like, reached out to us to, like, really fight on our opinions this year, um, which has happened sometimes in the past, I think they've, they've, our, our listenership has also accepted that, like... That I'm right? That you're, yes, that you're correct, and these are the opinions. <laughs> exactly. These are the opinions that everyone should follow, because I... Once again, Whether, am yeah, right. Sure, your opinions at least. Mine, definitely. But and the, we're going to get into that. We're going to yeah. get into that. What has your vibe been this year? Well, I think I'm, yeah, I think I follow kind of where where you're at. I think I've said it before. Like it is, it has felt a bit mid the entire time, right? Like yeah. everything is just like, okay, this is, it's not bad, and I have grown a little bit more fond of song, some songs. Oh, absolutely. And then I've also grown, like, a little bit tired of some stuff, um, which is normal. But I'm, I'm also in a position where I'm like, okay, now I kind of just want to see the contest, because I don't, I don't know if, if these artists, these songs necessarily have much to offer to me right now if I don't have the fucking performance to just see what it actually is. Yeah. Like, I've just kind of reached a point where it's like, okay, it's kind of been enough for me. I, I want to see the show now. I'm so excited to see the show. Yeah. I'm so stoked. I know it's it's rehearsals time, and I want to, you know... I don't know if I want to see any of the rehearsals. Like, I kind of do, because that's also part of the build-up. Yeah, I always try to tell myself to avoid them as much as possible, but it's very it's very difficult. Um, when you're in the, you know, the fan bubble, that's kind of what everyone is able to talk about. So it's right, tricky. and it's, it, that's also the fun part is, you know, the, the bubble, the, the fans and talking to each other well, and, and yes, reading and all the takes and... Takes, you know, 10 second clips completely out of context and draws conclusions that it's over for blank because of you know because john's tears is doing weird rap movements he's gonna not qualify and it's like well the rap movements worked everyone i made fun of him as much as you all did um and then on the night the rap movements did work so that's egg on our faces (laughs) sure i i always am prepared though like however much i make fun of songs or think something is shit. I, you know, go through a full skincare routine before every Eurovision to get ready for the egg to hit. I I think it's because I was so wrong my first year of doing this podcast. Yes. On Color of Your Life by Michael Spack. 
which we I hated. I hated. We had a full episode of just ripping on this song. We hated it. Yeah. And then the night happened of the contest, and it was my standout favorite of the night. So that humbled me so much that now I go into every contest thinking maybe Dejete will fucking land for so, me. So speaking of <laughs> <laughs> So speaking of which, um let's start the list. Let's huh? start the list. So we're gonna try and get through these quite quickly. I don't wanna go through each and every one separately sure, and but have if like there's a two hour podcast. If you have something to say about them, to say, for sure. For sure. So I have had the playlist that I've been listening to of all of the songs. So I've listened to all of these songs at least two times more than I have listened to them on the podcast. Okay, also, so a that's lot not of them, a, not an insane amount of extra not an listens, insane amount, yeah. but you know enough. There's some of these After that you've seen times, live. Some of these I've seen live. At Eurovision concert. I feel like I felt like after two times listening to them, I was like, I am allowed to skip whatever I want okay, at this right. point. Right, but but a skip is also you know quite telling. Yeah, I mean, I've skipped songs that I liked that I just wasn't vibing with in the moment. Sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, that being said, my number thirty-seven, last place. Uh, it will be no surprise to anyone when I say that it is Dejete. Yeah. Uh, it, it's gonna it's gonna have to go. Um, somewhere around there for me as well. Um, it just sucks. It just I can't. And we really... saw it live. The man was wearing red dungarees and nothing else. And that's it. And I hated that. <laughs> Wear clothes. I keep saying Europe could survive a dip slip. Dick slip. Not from Theodore. Yeah, that's not an invitation. That's you know, not, that's not an, an open yeah. invitation for anyone to seize the seize the moment. Because I was thinking, right, about the dick slip, about my, you know, fantasy yeah. of the dick slip. And I think over time I forgot a crucial part of the dick slip, especially with Let3, uh, you know, actually threatening showing their cocks. Yeah. I forgot, right, a big part of the dick slips that I want is that it is accidental. Mm, okay. Because so many children watch Eurovision, I think it would be kind of gross to actually, you know, whip it out. Deliberately whip it out. Deliberately whip it out. If it was accidental, Europe could survive. Well, that's, that's what would make it a dick slip, yeah. Yeah. The slip is important. Mm, mm-hmm. Not that I don't want to see cock, but I just don't think it would be, <laughs> so you know, polite off. for an artist to just whip it out. One. Uh, we're starting out great. Just to say, not from Theodore Andre. At, li- at yeah, least no. so not from Please put on Theodore. some actual clothes. It's been a weird one because, like, I felt like the general tenor of it was, like, yeah, not great. Um, and then I've just been seeing more and more people, like, praising his voice and, like... His voice is bad. Praising his presence, and I'm like, nope, disagree. Both the worst part of... We saw him live, and the voice and presence both were not good. Um, so it's just not for us at all. Another thing that is not for me in my number 36 is... And I hate to talk about it. I figured it would be. It's Unicorn by Noah Carell. For Israel. Yeah, listen, I think we're being, you know, both of us not 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 fans of it. I think 36 is unrealistic. I don't think it's going to do that bad. 
Oh, these are not predictions. No, no, no. But I'm also like looking at it through that lens as yeah. well, right? Where you're like, yeah, I'm. No, I'm not predicting a ranking. That's one of those that we've, we've always had that when we make rankings, that there is something that is, you know, objectively all right or like objectively has a, a redeeming quality or a quality that will appeal to an audience at the very least. Um, and uh, we'll rank it very low. To hesitate to say, but I think I think Matahari would have been there for me. You know, like a, oh, like, Matahari was would have very been low. I was like, us. it is at the bottom. I hate it. I there's nothing in it uh, for me. Uh, where realistically, I should have known. Yeah, that's just going to qualify and do all right. I've also like learned to take peace with that part of 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 having a ranking and predicting is like what I like the least. I like for like my own personal like reasons of disgust or whatever. Right? Sure. <laughs> Where I'm like people at large will not, and that's fine. I guess I I I don't know. I don't know if I fully reached the you know the ah uh, the final ah uh, of the dabda of it. <laughs> right. The um, the you know the seven stages of grief. Five. But five, I I'll add another two for Noah Carell's <clears throat> Unicorn because I had to go through a whole journey accepting that this was probably gonna do well at the podcast um, contest. You said podcast. Well, it does bad at the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the podcast, but it's gonna do probably pretty good at the contest. Um, but I don't know because everyone I I've read a lot of and I've heard a lot of people saying it's a hot mess. Um, yeah, but people love hot messes. But that's, yeah, that's the other shoe, right? Uh, number 35, I do want to say I've been thinking about making a, a, a bingo board for next year's Eurovision. Uh, where, for, like, song releases? For song releases. Or, like, for our podcast, maybe, yeah. We were watching a television show and the game Bingo, Yeah. as played by, you know, elderly Americans featured hev- heavily in an episode of this show and i suddenly realized is bingo just crossing numbers off of a piece of paper and yes it is yes and people can sit in rooms for hours doing just that yes and that sent me into an existential crisis that i have not yet been able to no the only way in which bingo makes sense is if you have like a customized bingo board for like things that'll happen in a movie or things that right like predictions and you like have several predictions and you've rearranged them on a grid that's how i know for several people so that it's like all of these are going to happen. It's just whoever gets them first. Right. Yeah. Um, but seeing, like, a group of elderly people sitting in a room while someone in a bored fashion just yells out number and they, numbers and they get so excited when all of the numbers they have on their piece of paper get called, um, it makes me have very deep and unpleasant thoughts about human nature. <laughs> But on my bingo board for next year's Eurovision song is song about peace that is actually politically heinous. Okay. Um, so my number 35 is Switzerland with Water Gun. Okay, long, long way around to get long there. Long way around to get there, but there we go. Yeah. We've yeah. had Wars for Nothing. We've had, um, you know, What's the Fight All For? No, that one is not actually politically heinous. Which one is the one that, like, sucks? Love is forever. Don't get so political. Right, yeah. So you you get one every once in a while, and um, I always love them, um, but put them very low in the ranking, so Water Gun fucking sucks. 
We saw him live though, and like nobody cheered when he came on, so we did cheer throughout the song because we felt very, very bad for this boy. Um, he did make the extremely misguided uh, attempt to get the crowd to sing along. Oh. Um, which I'm like, I don't think you want the entire arena to sing that body bags line. Um, nope. It's pretty bad. I don't know if I've mentioned this on Twitter, but I do have something caught my caught my mind on this song that I can get out of my head, um, and that is the lo- the line about the real blood. I don't want to play with real blood. Yeah. Were you playing with fake blood right. before? Exactly. But we ain't playing now. But we ain't playing now, which leads me to think that the issue with the previous line was not the real blood, but the playing. I don't want to play with real blood because we ain't playing now. So he wants to do something else with that real blood. And what it is, I think we should leave up to the audience to imagine. This guy is a fucking sicko. (laughs) Well, at least the writers of the song are. Um, Because he's just, you know, singing lyrics. Yeah, he was just following orders. That's right. Uh, (laughs) Number 34! Blanca with solo okay. for Poland. It is nothing. It is not a song and she you know, is not a singer. No, so true, but I think this one perhaps occupies more the uh the Matahari Azerbaijan spot normally. Um yeah. where like Miracle by Samra, remember it's gonna take a miracle. Oh yeah. Oh, is the like is 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 a nothing of a song yeah. by a performer who is good looking and you know performs period where like it it falls in that sort of like complete blank slate of a song that like somehow does connect to audiences because it's extremely easy to understand it's extremely easy to get solo i know but it's just it's just nothing um this one was pretty controversial though like in poland itself yeah Polish people hate her. Um, So you've discovered, yeah. So I've discovered, and she has been in interviews saying, like, I feel sorry for the artist who gets bullied next year, where it's like, girly, you are not the only artist being bullied this year. No, it's a pretty pretty rough one. It's a pretty rough year. People are not being nice to these artists, so I I am going to be like, Blanca is the artist that I think I have been harshest on, on the podcast itself, but I promise you that I don't think about her. Yeah, no, I genuinely... I don't think about her. I I don't have a judgment for her. We make fun of pretty much everyone to some extent on this show, right? Um, And we look for whatever there is to make fun of. Yeah. And I want anyone listening to know that, like, we don't necessarily, like... We're too old to carry, like... The, yeah. Irrational hatred that I might have carried at the start of the show. Where, like, I would have really hated a song. And an artist by proxy. Um, at this one, the artists are relatively blameless for... Absolutely. For all of this. Like, I understand how big the, the whole picture is that leads to this. So, like, I... D- I don't hate any of these artists. I don't know them. They're I don't know them. Like the making fun of kind of stops when we stop recording. Yeah. Blanca's probably fine. Maybe not. She's an influencer. I don't and know. And that's what her. we said on the on the she's on the show. Like she's an influencer. The song is by design sort of like empty, vapid, and easy. Um and that 
could very well be what you're aiming for, in which case that is good, you know? Yeah. But it's not something that appeals to either of us and doesn't appeal to a lot of people. Um, So now we have left the area of songs that I hate. Okay. Pretty fast. Pretty fast. All things considered. Four of them where I'm like, I hate this shit. Um, and so now have you we're entered, just like the large field of mid now. No, we've entered the small field of bad. Okay, sure, that's valid. Yeah, yeah, no. It's I... hate, dislike, mid. Right. Have have a moral objection to? Yeah. To, I just think this isn't good. Yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah, yeah. So the worst one in the bad category is Georgia with Echo. Yeah, Echo. Echo is the song, one of the songs that I've listened to the least because I cannot stand to listen to it. I have to skip it. I think I've only listened to it maybe twice or three times. Yeah. Um, gotta skip it. How is it six minutes long? I thought that wasn't allowed. That being said, it is in my head the most out of any yep. song. How awful is that, huh? Horrible. Why the fuck? Yeah. I'll be downstairs making coffee for us, uh, breakfast time, and and I'm just like... Well, see, this is why I thought it wasn't bad, because it was in my head. No. And then we listened to it on the podcast, because I hadn't, like, really listened to it a lot. I was also like, I don't really have a desire to hear it, but, like, oh, it's catchy, it's in my head. That when we got to it on the podcast, and... You said, this is bad. I thought, you're right. This is bad. You're right. It's just been in my head. Yeah, it How is not odd. a secret. Constantly, constantly playing in my brain. Um, I hate it so much. Number 32. And then, um, ooh. So I made this list with like that website that yes, you know, uh, makes Shout your... out to Mr. Gerber, who uh, has made this website and kept it up to date every year. Um, Thank you so much. You've made my job the so sorter. much easier. Big shout out. Um, but I made my ranking using this, and then I screenshotted the results, and then okay. I didn't think about it. Now I'm like, like looking a... like this, like, ooh. We're going to get something that you or you might not even disagree uh, agree with yourself anymore. Not really. Uh, these two are kind of the same spot for me. Okay. So my 32 and my 31. So joint 31st joint, place. Joint 31st place is What They Say uh, by Victor Vernikoff. God, Voss I really had to think for a for second Greece. what the fuck that song was. You said What They Say and I'm like, is there a song called What They Say? <laughs> And I thought, when you said that, I thought of We Are Who We Are by Jessica and Jennifer B. That would have been higher up, darling. No, I know, but you said what they say, and my brain immediately went, <laughs> went to, yeah, they say what they say. No. what they say <laughs> is what they want to say. <laughs> Not the song? And we don't have to listen. Don't listen. To what they say. Uh, um, no, I know which one you mean, yes. Yeah. <laughs> And joint place with Icarusau for Portugal. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't like it. Every time I listen to it, I wish I wasn't. No, valid enough, but I sort of was not putting those two songs in like similar echelons. Um, I will. I will say I have. I have grown a bit of a fondness for what they say. Um, just on the pure. Knowing that yeah. he is he's 16 and has written it, like, two years ago and that it's so confident and that he is genuinely, like, really capable of doing it. Whereas, like, I, yeah, I have no. to respect it, you know? I 
fully respect it. I I think he's done a great job. Which is not to say that there haven't been 16-year-old artists before that has also been impressive every time it's happened before, right? Yeah. But there's something here that's like just just knowing how much of it is like his own artistry in it that I'm like, okay. Uh, yeah, no, it is genuinely very impressive, but I have to be fair. This is my ranking. This is about the songs that I like. Oh, to be and sure. I don't like this song. Um, but, you know, hit me up in 10 years. Right. I am kind of like, please develop a little bit more and let's see. We've also said that in the past. Yeah. With artists where we've been like, ah, just wait like a couple more years and then you'll have like a Can real... we say this about Destiny? Maybe, yeah. Yeah. 100% we said this about Destiny. Yeah, and then Portugal, uh, I get it. Um, <sighs> I could I could leave it. Yeah, I could leave it. I, I dislike it. Uh, <laughs> another one that I dislike. You said that as if it was like the first part of a sentence, and then you just looked away. <laughs> Brilliant. No notes. <laughs> I have no, and I have nothing more to say about that. In 30th place. Number 30. Do I Vite for Italy by Marco Mangoni. I was going to say just missing out on the grand final, but that's not true in this case. Because he's, he's big five, yeah. yeah. He's going to be in there no matter what. And, really? Your um, lowest ranked big five is Italy. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. It's just a lot, isn't it? Yeah. Italy's sent better stuff in the past. Yeah, I, mean, I the, expect better. Yeah, the 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Silver lining? No, mitigating you know factors. Um, sure, mitigating factors is is that it is Italy, uh, and it is him, and it is nice. He is hot. Um, but yeah, I yeah, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not, I'm not gonna jump to Marco Lingoni's defense. I think you are valid for this. Exactly. <laughs> Number twenty nine. Yeah. Another song that I dislike is Heart of Steel by Tsvorchi for mm. Ukraine. And I feel very alone in this because every time I tell you I don't care for this song, you say, but it's good. It's pretty all right. I don't like it. I really don't. I've tried, but I can't. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. In the song, they're like, someone's listening. Talk about your feelings. Someone is listening. And then <laughs> yeah, later exactly on, they... The lyrics, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then later on, they say, I don't care what you feel. And I'm like, but weren't you listening <laughs> to how I felt? Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I get that. Um, that's not why I don't like it. I don't like it because it's just kind of like a boring, droning guy song. Not guy, but you know... Boys, men, but not when boys. I I developed when boys on this podcast. Yeah. I don't think anyone knows what I no. mean. By That's why I have to laugh every time you say it because I'm like that doesn't mean anything. When boys is when boys. <laughs> That's not. You're not you explaining know, it. You're just saying it again. It's good when boys come together to make music. Right, when boys come together. When <laughs> I Aww. love it when boys come together. Um, yeah, same. No, when boys come together to make music and have fun and yeah. be boys. Like, boys will be boys, but, like, wholesome boys will be boys. Yeah. That's when boys, to me. Yes. And it can be a serious song or it can be a silly song, but it, it has to have that when boys factor, and I don't think that's Forchi has that when boys factor to me. Yeah. It also doesn't have to be boys. It can be men too, but it, it, when, <laughs> when, when men, 
They are boys. What? When men come together to make music and have fun, it's it's when boys. It's also mm. when boys. Anyway, that's lacking to me. Number 28. <laughs> She's laughing because it's good. She's laughing because it's good. I can tell. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, mind you, we are still in the bad zone for me. We're not yet up to mid. Okay. Um, Evidemment by La- Lazaya for France. Um, fucking sucks. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know this is gonna be like top 10 in the grand final for sure. I hate it. You are, you, I start, I love that you just came in strong and right before we got to like, you know, the 26, which would be like the grand final, you know, you came in and said, I'm just gonna name three automatic qualifiers yeah. <laughs> they're falling out of the top 26 they don't deserve to be there no they, they don't, don't deserve their spot as automatic qualifiers not to me uh, i think it's a strong it's a strong stance uh, i say this now because i know the other three are definitely way higher uh yeah no i listened to it a couple of times Evidama, and i've never skipped it that's not true i have skipped it but i when I don't skip it, it's because I'm like, I want to listen to this again and see what the fuck everyone loves about this. Yeah, kind of. That's that's my vibe when I listen um, to and it. And, like, I get it. There's a bit of that, like, you know, that disco groove vibe where I'm like, ooh, it's... I don't have a word for it. It It is there. It It, it is... Yeah. I think she just also kind of has that influencer vibe. Hmm. Maybe that doesn't feel genuine i mean we didn't see her at eurovision in concert because she also like called off the show i was gonna Um, bring that up because blanca boland blanca and lazara both canceled eurovision live it's called eurovision in concert right because eurovision itself is also like eurovision in concert they canceled the their performances and we both really didn't think they deserved the sass that yeah. the fucking announcers The hosts actually, like, sassed them in the little, like, like interstitial they... dialogue. Yeah. Where I was like, what, do they deserve that? If someone calls off the show, you just say, oh, too bad, they can't be here. Unless, like, they did it in a really poor way. Right. And everything we've like, heard about them afterwards, really especially Lazara. Lazara had, like, a tragedy in the family or... Something horrible happened. I have heard some like some takes on you know Lazara's diva quote unquote behavior of being like thinking she can just cancel and vanish because ah oh, it's too much for me. Right. Um. But I like I don't know her. I don't. I don't know, know her. I don't speak a word of French. I don't. <laughs> That's not true. He's <laughs> being decent no, enough. French. Yeah. But I'm just like I don't know. It just was very strange that they yeah that they sassed both of them in the show the way that they did. Um, undeserved. Although I don't know them, maybe they know. Well, them I know, a but better. I think you should just leave that up in the air and just just. You are creating rumors by talking about them that way. It was so weird. You know, it doesn't matter that I don't like their songs. I'm like, can you treat these performers with a little bit of respect, please? In all fairness, I think they also 
had some like introductory texts for some other artists who were present where I thought like, ooh, maybe you should have like rewritten that a little bit. That is not actually nice to them, but your native language is not English, so maybe you did not realize. These are also Dutch people. Dutch people are like the rudest people in the Fair world. Enough. Yeah, I think it's just like a funny thing to yeah, to just Dutch say. people are just rude. And it's not it's it's cultural yeah. to them okay, so okay, that's okay, okay. kind of okay but oof, it was it was definitely a weird moment where we both like looked at each other like did that just happen was that allowed um. <laughs> they also there was one member of a band that had like a dutch mom and right. there was one person performing who had, you know, worked in the Netherlands. Well, Alika from Estonia had written Bridges in uh, the Netherlands. Is she up next? I, I was going to say we're going to build a bridge from the bad to the mid section. Yeah. Is she uh, up next? Yeah, she's up next. So at number... At number... 27. Oh, it's okay. So just missing out on the grass. Just missing out. <laughs> um, number 27. But she, like... She worked with Walter Hardy in uh, Den Bosch, so they were asking her everything about... Like a 10-minute interview! We were all just there like, the fuck Can we listen to some songs, please? Just ask her if she had gone to see the cathedral. And we were just like... Shit, do we gotta go to Den Bosch? Thank you, but we don't... We haven't been there, and we definitely don't need to know what she thought. She also hadn't been, so she had to like... Try and find a way to answer that question. <laughs> uh, it was great. It was very good. So yeah, Bridges, listened to it twice and enjoyed it twice. And then I skipped it the third time because yeah. I had listened to it twice. And that's enough. I think it sort of occupies that that space where like sometimes I can be like, okay, big dramatic ballad. Yes. I think in the show itself, I'll be like, okay, it's Bridges. Here I go and I'll listen to it. Yeah. And I'll be like, that was Bridges. Um <laughs> Right? Me when I watch Tron. Yeah, I didn't joke about that on the episode, but I was wondering if she is just a big fan of of Jeff Bridges and <laughs> building up a world of bridges is more like... I know, just want to... Yeah, I'm, I... want to share uh, Big Lebowski with all of my friends. Good movie. I'm just inviting them over, you know, to sit on the rug and watch The Big Lebowski with me. The rug that really ties the room together. Yes, of course. Um, but yeah, no, Bridges is... Uh, nah. It's bad to mid. It really yeah. perfectly builds that bridge from bad to mid to me. And if, like, if I don't like it, then it'll be grating to me. And that's kind of the issue. Yeah. Where I'm like, it's just the sort of in, uh, over-announced in a very... There, there's American sounds in the Ooh, R's there yeah, yeah, yeah. that I feel like are very pronounced where I'm like... Take a step back and just, like, for as much as you're trying to make a very honest and genuine song... It like doesn't work because of that affectation. Yeah. If if I notice that, like I feel bad because I'm just like I, I should just skip it or else I'm gonna hate it. And I think I skipping it in this case is like a healthy defense mechanism <laughs> against the hater impulses. I know, but I I do think we have to kind of call out our hip- hypocrisy here. It's like oh, a big American accent. What? As if we don't sound like this. No, but it's about like doing it in songs. That's true. About putting a specific stress on certain syllables where I know that's not like... Mm. 
And yes, there is, a, of course, there's hypocrisy. This is not our natural accent, but this yes, is how it we is. talk to, this each, is how other, we talk to each other. So I don't, I don't see the issue. <laughs> it's fine. Number twenty six. Ah. the lowest in the in the mid section in the mid riff, as we call it. And it would be higher if there weren't both a rap break and just fully stolen ah, lyrics okay. in it. So yeah, Future Lover by Brunette for Armenia. Yeah. What the fuck? We found out that like a good third of that song is just Tumblr copy pasta. I just want to make art, write books and fight someone who likes me enough to kiss my face is one post. Yeah. Right? Like, I just want to explore with you and uh, visit uh, old bookstores and do cute little things like drink smoothies at neat cafes is another text post. Um, future lover, I hope it all comes naturally. I hope our love is quiet on the inside and loud on the outside or, or the other way around uh, is another like internet post. Uh, be good, do good, look good is, you know, an Instagram slash Pinterest. Yeah mood board quote. So Which that, is annoying because I thought that was like a really so deep and leaves, good lyric. That leaves the rap part, which I don't really like. Yeah. And the Armenian part at the end, which I love. Which is so good. As the two genuine original parts of the song. One part where I'm like, nope. And one part where I'm like, this was worth the build-up. Yeah. This is great. So if 25, maybe even a little less of your percent of your song is actually good well we have the, we have the music right we have all of the melody yeah. that is original here i really really like the be good do good look good yeah i think that like oh like she sounds like a pigeon she goes ruku, ruku, ruku. yeah but like and melodically i, I really love the whole thing works um so yeah this would be higher if i weren't like morally opposed it genuinely to does just bother me, yeah. using Tumblr lyrics. Like, we went to Amsterdam. It, like, we have not mentioned that before. Uh, if we haven't talked about this before, uh, we went to Amsterdam. And we went to go see Eurovision concert. And then we had another day in Amsterdam. And we went to the Stedelijk Museum, like the Modern Art Museum, because we did not... Um, reserve tickets for the Classical Art Museum. Uh, and we walked around. It's a beautiful museum. Highly recommend. There is one piece of art there, and I don't even remember who made it, but we are plaque readers by nature, you and me both. Yeah, I love reading the plaques. We love reading the plaques. Um, and this one was just like a painting, uh, obviously based on a picture of like African girls yeah i mean the art itself is is not really the point it's i not think really it's, it's more point. about like what the plaque said right and the plaque said uh it was a quote by the artist and she just says i found this image on tumblr and thought it was really interesting and we both got so mad at that where it's like yes and you know you can Google image search, right? You know you did can, you like, did you try? Did you look at their clothes? Did you look at their surroundings to see where they may be from? Did you, like, try and find the original photographer of this image? Yeah, or dude, like... What, can... what 
are you trying to say with this? I am reverse image searching all the time. I'm cut. It's all I do. It's 50% of my professional work job. Sure, yeah. Is finding a vase and reverse Google image searching it to see if it's worth more than 50 euros. Uh, it's usually not. But sometimes it is, and then you're like, oh, this ugly thing? That's vases, baby. But yeah, that just really rubbed me the wrong way, and that's exactly how I feel about Future Lover, where it's like, what original thought did yeah, you have? Yeah, I mean, have? and she has, she has said, like, oh, it was based on a quote that I liked, or it was based on, like, I, I found a quote online that I thought was beautiful in its simplicity, and, you know, yes... But then don't literally just copy three quotes. Yeah, Saying it's... that undercuts the fact that it's several different quotes. Yeah. It... That are all literally just copied. Like, that just I think this... Me. The phrase future lover is from a post with several other lines from the song. You know? Like, it... Yeah. I think it kind of connects with my kind of dislike for who the hell is Edgar... Where I'm like, you're just saying a name, there is no other reference, like, explicit reference okay. to the work. There's no, like, real depth to this reference that you're making. And you are making a reference. Um, Brunette is making a reference to a Tumblr post, but her song isn't about Tumblr or isn't about, you know, that... It's, it's just using something. Yeah, it's like some people have said, in the best possible read, it is like... These are all the, the, the beautiful Instagram pictures yeah. of what we want life to look like, which are all literal quotations written by someone else. Here's the part that I wrote, and it's chaotic, and it's rap, and it's words, and my panic attacks, and everything. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, the juxtaposition of that is interesting, but then I think you need to just come out and say, like, I decided to only remix quotes that I found on the internet from, like... Exactly. ...love blogs. And then I'd be like, oh, if you explicitly said that, I might think it's interesting. I might love this, yeah. If you just package it as like, I found a quote and it inspired me to write this song. I'm like, no, 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 not... No, no, no. Not quite that. Not quite that. Uh, that is to say, I'm now thinking of like, um, there's a song by Cosmo Sheldrake that's called The Fly. And it is right. just a poem. William Blake, isn't it? It's a William Blake yeah. poem set to music. But poetry set to music, that's just what hymns are, baby. So Sure, setting poetry to music is a thing, obviously. That's yeah. a thing. That's a different thing. Because Cosmo Sheldrick isn't like, I found this poem and thought it sounded good. No, Cosmo Sheldrake says... I love William Blake, I love this poem, and I set it to music. Well, the, the only issue is, of course, in the Tumblr age, it is, it, you know, in the modern internet age, it is easy to find a picture that even Google search somehow will not lead you to the source and find quotes that do not have a source because they were anonymously posted online. Um, and it is, you know, then something to decide, like, should I still use this or is the concept strong enough to play with it. It opens up a conversation, kind of, you know? Like, right. But, but my, my gut instinct is not to, like, like it. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. Number 25 is Tell Me More. Okay. For Azerbaijan by Terrell Tyrannics. It's the rap breaks. Guys, you gotta calm down on the rap breaks. It's, it's not, not, bad, that it's not I a bad ranking for it, though. No, I think it's a nice song. 
I think there is a win boys, you know, factor to it. They're brothers. They're brothers. The rap break is awful, but I think the chorus is quite lovely. Good for them, I'd say. But I don't have that much else to say nope. about it. Uh, number 24. Breaking my heart. Riley okay. for Denmark. We're moving out of the midriff. This is this slowly. Is, okay. This is this is still mid. I think the next like two or three songs are still like ooh f- on the way from mid to good. But, okay, but, but we're bad. moving out of the midriff here. Breaking my heart by Riley um, has grown on me immensely. I I really like it, especially because the relationship that he describes is so dark and abusive. It's so bad. (laughs) Literally opens the song by saying, do you remember you said it would be easier if I were dead? Do you remember I used to tell me you all my deepest fears and then you would say them back at me just to make me cry? Yeah, to force some tears, I believe the line is. Incredible. What a dark fucking relationship. What a bad situation for this boy to be in. Um, and I say boy, he's a 26-year-old man. That's a boy. Uh, has it been confirmed that he's 26? I think he's 25. <laughs> I love that when we saw him at Eurovisioning concert, uh, we were like cheering for him when he came on and I jokingly, you know, said, how old is he? And the people next to us were like, oh, I think he's 18. And I looked at them and I went, no, that man is 26. And they were all like, what? He said that and someone else in front of us turned around and said, what? <laughs> like other people. Um, so that's my favorite thing to happen at Eurovision in concert. Like it, when you get a the moment, community, when you yeah. get a moment like that. Um, I like it, you know? I like it. I like it. It's completely, it, it's completely fine. But I'm telling you, it's still mid, but I like it. Yeah. I have I, no issue with I wonder if he's gonna perform well on the day. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't. Know. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if it if it like is a disaster. Um, but I'm it not sure. It could be very well. He was fine in concert, but that's not your vision. Yeah, no. So mm, I got a feeling uh, that tonight's gonna be a good night. Uh, number twenty three, the busker. Oh, Dance yeah, around them. party, yeah. All right, it's the one that you hate. Um, but one where, like you say, I am completely willing to see it on the night and be like, yeah, I see what they did here. This works. Uh, I vibe to this. I fully believe they're gonna do something that works. So, like, I'm not gonna, I'm like, I'm not gonna sit and pout if this does well. You know, uh, um, I'm fully able to vibe. If it does not do well, I may gloat, but that's. That's a separate issue altogether. Number 22, um, and this is when we move from mid to good. Um, and this is... This wait, is wait a minute. This is one... <laughs> now, wait a second. I'm, I'm, I'm just realizing something, but I'll wait until we get there. This might be when we get there. This might be when we get there, because um, 
This song jumped yeah. like 10 places in our ranking when J.K. Rowling reared her ugly fucking head what? to the give her fuck. two cents about it. I have to say, like, the the rush of ugly adrenaline, like, <laughs> yeah. weird blood surge that I felt when I saw Joro tweeting <laughs> just the most... It's such the horrible shit. Misrepresentation Disgusting. of the situation did make me like lose. Like it, I got vertigo. You know, like I was I know. just like, what the hell is going on here? But the thing is, this isn't okay. So the the Joe Rowe situation. For those of you of you who might not be aware, well, let's just say what song we're talking about in the first. Oh, place, we're talking right? about "We Are One" by Wild Youth for Ireland. Yes. Um. So for those of you who might not be aware, um, they had a creative director and people looked into this creative director and on his public Twitter account, there were a bunch of fucking disgusting transphobic uh, comments, like anti-Ukraine stuff, uh, COVID uh, denialism, just... Openly a bad dude. Like, all bad, but I have to say, like, with regards to the anti-Ukraine stuff, some of it was also with regards to, like, the Eurovision Song Contest, which to me seems just, just without thinking of any political implications, just kind of the wrong guy to put on a project if he's made, like, remarks about the contest and the unfairness of its winner, like, the year before. I worry that, like, oh, I'm never going to be an actual journalist or never going to get any sort of actual involvement with the contest because I've had a podcast where I've been a little mean to the guys <laughs> from Malta. You know, like... Right. But but I have to preface that always by saying we are making jokes, n- no hate at anyone, right? And then you see someone who is, like, the creative director for an, a country that I'm like... And you did not check into his background at all. Yeah. Because he had already been creative director on, like, Irish Dancing with the Stars and had done, like, multiple projects. So there was an existing working relationship between people and you put him on a project. I can kind of get it. But when, like, some Eurovision fans look into it and immediately find, yeah, like, tweets that obviously contradict the song's message of unity, we are one... Um, while tweeting about, like, you know, everything we just said, uh, it kind of doesn't work. Right. But the first, like, tweet that was on this post of, like, a litany of disgusting messages by this guy. Yeah. The first one was him misgendering, you know, a trans woman who had been convicted of rape and murder, which, you know... That's a criminal. <laughs> that's, that's a criminal. That's, that's bad. a criminal. Yes. You know, I can't believe it needs to be said, but we condemn both rape and murder. Right, but the issue is, of course, when Wild Youth stopped working with their creative director, yeah, who for having tweeted out several transphobic messages, right? Right. Um somehow Somehow, the transphobes, the TERFs, were able to contort that into wild youth stopping their uh, collaboration with this person because they condemned a rapist, thereby it means that wild youth actually approves of the rapist. Yeah. And they are now defending a rapist. It's... 
It's not the dumbest shit I've ever heard, and we'll get to that in a little bit. What? Okay. Um, but it's some dumb shit. Um, it's so dumb, and it's so obviously trying to get your followers, J.K. Rowling, to go even farther down the transphobia rabbit hole. I have, like, so often tried not to talk about her, you know? In my life, I try not to think about but her or talk so about many her. Kids, but... Well, so many instances where, like, I do, you know, where you do come across it, um... And I blocked her years ago, so yeah. every time it comes yeah. up, I'm like, oh god, she's still doing this? I know. I'm like, I, I blocked her. Can I block everyone talking about her and just not hear about it? Is there a, a way Like that to... fucking, um, like the, like the Black, Black Mirror, Mirror episode? Christmas special yeah, episode, can, like, yeah. Can she be like John Hammond that episode, but just be completely blocked out? Yeah. So that every news I'd article ever about... Joanne is just blank. Absolutely. I, like, can I just blacklist I would. her name on the internet so I don't see it? Does that exist? We'll have to look into it. We'll have to look into it. But I just, would I would heavily recommend for everyone listening to this to watch on YouTube the ContraPoints uh, video about J.K. Rowling and her recent follow-up video that she made about the that. witch trials the of witch JK trials Rowling. of jk rowling um, really fascinating stuff actually yeah. actually like really really good you know um, reportage but like that's not even really the thing that's right? not really the thing because, because this isn't actually what made yeah. me like we are one i like started liking we are one a couple weeks earlier like one or two weeks earlier um because my boss and his girlfriend, we we all went to a restaurant together with the co-workers. We do that every now and then. It's always very nice, but always very fraught because I am, you know, awoke. <laughs> You're awoke? I'm awoke. Um, Awoker, as they I'm say nowadays. I'm awoker, as they say nowadays. Um... And my boss is not. Um, and my coworkers know that I like Eurovision. And uh, my manager, not my boss, my manager uh, said like, oh, how is Belgium gonna do? I thought Belgium was bad. And I was like, no, Belgium's actually pretty good. Like, it's a good singer. And uh, my boss's girlfriend went, ugh, that creep. And I went, what? And she went, Oh, that half man, half woman, it's disgusting. And I had to like grab my thighs until they bruised in order to not lose my job in that moment. And I I want another job, but I also don't want to be fucking jobless again. Um, and it's so amazing because Gustav is a normal gay man. That is a gay man. That is just a normal fucking gay man. And that's always the thing with me that really like gets me because to me, being gay or being trans or being, you know, anything that isn't the norm or being disabled or whatever, it's all so fucking normal. Yeah. It's so normal to be gay. It's so normal to be trans. It's so normal to be fat or to be in a wheel. Like, these are all normal things. They're, and what I've always said in, in regards to this contest, but I think what also, like, 
applies to this is uh, the thing, the one thing that's worse than being bad is being boring. And I think that caring about things that are so incredibly normal and like caring about, you know, oh, this is bad or like caring about like snuffing that out, like these incredibly normal things such as like, you know, also evolution, evolutionarily people are going to want to like stand out people are gonna want to get attention we want love so sure. we're gonna want to like do things that are like fun and creative so that people will fucking look at us and like us and everyone that's like no you have to be what i think is normal and like caring so much about these things that you know for human brains for human bodies and brains are just as normal mm. as being trans or gay or anything else um to want that to not exist um i can't imagine leading your life in a more boring way it bores me to fucking tears this shit it really does and it makes me mad that someone could be that boring in their life that they would want other people to not be different to them where's the fucking interest what's fun about it it's so boring. It bores me to tears. And um, then my boss went on a whole rant of like, <laughs> um, are you for gender neutral? He asked me and I was like, what? Yes. And then he was like, oh, then I'll just close the bathrooms at work and we'll only have the one bathroom that doesn't have a sign on it. And we'll see how long your pro-gender neutral stance lasts. And I'm like, what? what is so this? he th thinks that people who are pro-gender neutral bathrooms want bathrooms to close? And I, I, I was so shocked by this that I couldn't tell him, no, I just want the little signs to come off. And I don't even necessarily... I don't even care that much about it. It's fine if the signs are there. I just don't think it's important I that just the don't, signs are there. Yeah. I think if the signs weren't there, I, just, I wouldn't I care that much. I just think if I say I don't think the signs need to be there, I think it's interesting what kind of people find it really important for the signs to be there. Exactly. When I say something that I don't think is particularly controversial, such as... I think gay people should have rights. I think it's interesting to see who the people are that come out to say, actually, no. Um, I, you know? You know, I, I think it's interesting to see who those people are. Um, if I listen to any of them speak for more than a second, I fall asleep because they're so boring yeah. as people. Um, anyway, him saying, him thinking that gender neutral bathrooms <laughs> means that the bathrooms <laughs> need to, to close, laugh. that's actually the dumbest thing I've ever yeah, heard anyone say I don't even understand what you're telling life. me. Like, I don't, I don't genuinely even understand what you're saying. That man is allowed to run a business and drive a car. Uh, no one send this to my boss. He won't listen to it anyway. Someone get me a better job than this. It, the job itself is fine. I just can't with these fucking people. Um, so after this is like forty five minutes deep in an episode. No one's gonna hear this, so don't worry about it. Um, after all that, I was a little drunk because you know my boss was paying for dinner. So 
at least he does. At least he does that. <laughs> at least he pays for dinner, um, and for you know my paycheck, uh, which could be better. But um, after that, I was a little drunk, and I and then was biking home, and we are one came on, and I wept. I fucking cried on my bike because I was like I said about this song like this is the most generic fucking unity fun we're all we're all the same and like this kind of song isn't necessary anymore and we've all heard this and now I am of the opinion um that we need songs like this fucking constantly yeah that honestly every year there has to be a song like this or we'll fucking forget even if it is the bare minimum of like unity song that you can sing right you have to keep saying it. You have to. You you are never past it. Because it's not true. To a lot of people, that extremely basic message is simply not true. And because it's such an intrinsic part of my philosophy of the world that we are one, it always surprises me when I meet someone who doesn't seem to think right. that. But you forget that people... That there are people out there who don't think that. That this isn't, like, just parroting the generally understood view of the world. Where you're, like, you're just saying what everyone already thinks. What Where's the, like, what's your angle on this? And it's like, no, you're not actually saying what everyone thinks. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. It does so happen. that got me that moment. very hard in that moment. And then <laughs> two to three weeks later, fucking J.K. Rowling. It's not been that long. This all happened in like the span of two weeks. I feel like it. Uh, yeah, we went to your yeah, yeah. concert like two weeks ago. Right, and that was before the yeah. So it was two yeah. So this all happened so fast, and it's 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 truly driven me insane. <laughs> it really has. Speaking of Eurovision concert, though, we do have to, and we we've, we've talked about Wild Youth the oh. most. Um, that we will talk about anyone on this episode. I'm assuming. One hundred percent. Yeah. Um, we have the most to say about them. Um, and, I mean, I either say it now or I say it at the very end of the episode, mm. right? Um, because when we saw Connor, <laughs> the lead singer of Wild Youth, outside the venue for Eurovision concert... Yeah, we were just I after, we were the, after the show. We were talking to some, uh, some, some Twitter folks and Dude Poir, one of our Shout earliest out. listeners, um, and a lovely uh, Eurovision content creator in their own right on uh, dupont.fun. Shout out to our day ones, um, honestly. But we were standing there outside the venue, and we saw Connor Donahoe, the lead singer of Wild Youth, like, <laughs> walking out of the venue. And I think we were... No, yeah, you guys were all like, oh my god, that's Connor. And I was like, is no one going to yell at him? And I just, just yelled out, Connor, we love you! <laughs> And he looked over at us, and he was like, hey, guys, cha-cha-cha. <laughs> and we were like, yeah, Connor from Wild Youth. Cha-cha-cha. <laughs> so the entire square, like, started going cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha with Connor. And then he left. And we were like, we knew that man's first name. We knew that man's name, and he thought we didn't know his song. <laughs> sing your own. We'll be able to sing. We are one. Just have some no, pride. That moment, please. also, they're like, "Oh no, he is here to have fun." 
uh, and he is so that's the most fun. important thing and it's the most important part um, and yeah honestly like we are one um, we were very it we, was good it we was were very negative life. about it in our first episode because like I do remember my first instinct being like this is such like an embarrassing thing that we don't need to hear anymore and it has proven to not really be true we do need to hear it so the egg um, isn't on our face on this one honestly I would love for it to uh to, to strike back and prove my first thoughts wrong. I, yeah, I would I would love that. I think I just think it's it's I think it's lovely for this extremely inoffensive song for this to be getting this much hate. Yes. That because yes. it's really showing the asses. It is the, the it guys. is weird paradoxically enough the right song yeah. to be catching this kind of attention. Because it just makes you go, like, nothing in this should be offensive. Yeah. Because I literally criticize it for being too inoffensive. Yep. So this is just proving how much of an awful bigot some people are. So with that long section and a big fat middle finger to the turfs, <laughs> what's next on your list? Number 21! Uh, Break of Broken Heart by Andrew Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Should be top ten. That's my only. That's my uh, only introduction. I on this do one. genuinely think I am wrong in this because my number twenty is. Um, every time I hear it, I like it less, and I think I should swap them at this point. So my number, my actual number twenty one is uh, My Sister's Crown by Vesna um, yeah, for the Czech Republic. <laughs> Every time I hear it, I like it less. God, it's it just to prove how great of a year it is. You've gotten to like the best 20 ones and you've just named one and went like, oh yeah, that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think My Sister's Crown is... Uh... Can I just come out and be honest? I don't think it's very good. <laughs> I felt really bad. I've, I've like kept it in. I've like not even tweeted anything about it. Um, I've... I was even pretty mellow on the podcast, I think. Yeah. Um, but now that we're here, I can be like, hey, you know what? It's not I very just, good, is it? It's just kind of... I just find it a little exhausting. Yeah. I, th- I like it well enough, but every time I hear it, it drops It drops uh, in the ranking. I just need them to, to do any other performance of it that matches the video energy. Yeah. Even a little bit. I need these six women to come forward. Everything other than the official music video, I have disliked. Ooh, I haven't watched much else than the. So that just like kind of feels bad to me. Yeah. So number twenty, break a broken heart. Yeah, it's good. It's good, guys. Guys, this song. It's good. It's just uh, so funny the music video with the with the necklace, you know? Right. We Another our... shout out to Dude Plants who pointed out that she was expecting a ring and the reason she got so mad is because it was a necklace and not, you know, an engagement ring and our directing impulses say then he should have gotten out uh, a box first and yeah. she should have made eye contact with the box and we should have shown the insert of the box and then we would have told the story. As a director, I look at that and go like, no, you missed that cue, so... You did this to me at Christmas once. Do you remember when you got me those earrings and they were in a box? 
and it was Christmas with your family, and you gave me, like, this beautiful jewelry box, and I was like, oh my god, in front of your family at Christmas, and I got all excited, and I opened it, and it was earrings, and I was like, oh my god, I love them. I thought you liked them. I thought you knew I wasn't gonna ask you to marry me, we were no. like... 23? No, I, I, I knew it wasn't a proposal, but there was a moment where I was like, holy shit, now? <laughs> my my sister's crown, now that we're speaking of it, you know? Yeah. Uh, my sister's, um, well, fiancé now, um, but not at the time, um, at Christmas, once got down on one knee um, to give her uh, a GPS... Um, that's an instant death sentence. Um, I will kill you. Well, he got down on one knee and asked, do you want to, um, what was it, take the right road with me, right? Oh my god. And she was like, what is this? (laughs) Don't be stupid. Are you asking me? What What are you doing? Um, when was this? Years ago. Was I there? No, I don't think so. Years ago. I would ago. remember, yeah. Years ago. Right. When they, yeah. I'm just imagining... So it was like obviously a joke, right? Yeah. I'm, rem- I'm imagining your brother doing this to Ellen and the way his head would come clean off. Right, so uh. <laughs> none of us could do this. I'm just saying I didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> I gave you a box of nice jewelry, um, but it wasn't a box. And yes, if you're expecting a ring because you're being a perfect girlfriend like she is in the video, and then he gives you a fucking necklace, of course you're going to get mad. It makes sense now. Yeah. I think Break a Broken Heart really, like, um, joins the line of um, the ride... It joins, um, what's the other one that is a banger? Sandro Running. Sandro Running. Also Cyprus. It's it's that Cyprus. And it's that's that my Cyprus. favorite Cyprus, honestly. It's, um... Speaking of Cyprus, it's very, uh... Let me be... Yeah, uh, uh, yeah uh, exactly. Gravity, it's, that. it's gravity. It's, Cy- um, it's Cyprus. It's, it's a very giving. Cyprus... It's, it's like male Cyprus energy. Male Cyprus energy. And I ben- hated gravity, by the way. Oh, gravity sucks. We hated that. Um, banger though. This one, yeah, this, this one. one I, yeah. I love it. Uh, Genuinely, I think it's good. It's really good. I've never not listened to it. Oh, never skipped. I have never disliked never it. Never skipped. Number 19. Let's go. Another controversial one. Um, it's Burning Daylight for the uh, Netherlands yeah. by Nikola <laughs> and Dion Cooper. Um, I made this ranking before they announced that they were going to do a different, easier version I of Eurovision. so... Guys, I, I was rooting for the you. The egg is already on my face, and I am kind of mad that you're doing it to me before the fucking show, even. You know? I know. Where I'm like... We were protecting you. I we thought... We were defending... This entire this. time I thought, no, you have a plan. There's going to be a staging. They, they obviously know what they're doing. It's just kind of not been... They're doing a live performance at like a pre-party. They don't... They're not doing all of their staging. It's just... It's just not the package that it's going to be. Whatever it is at Eurovision, it's going to, you know, work because they have a concept. And then with, with each press release, with each comment, they've just been confirming that they don't actually seem to have a plan and that they agree with all the criticism. And I'm like, that is the bad thing to say. That is the wrong move. And then now finally to say, 
Yeah, they've actually been struggling with singing it for six months. Um, we're gonna change the key so that they can fucking hit some notes for a change. Is so like, oh my god. That mean the, the the Dutch press has been savage to these two it's... for the past weeks. It has been genuinely upsetting for me to to see that. And it's not just like Eurovision fans, that's actual press. Like I am used to Eurovision fans being needlessly mean to acts. Yeah, for sure. But like national press parcel. being so willing to Again, these are Dutch people. Them? You know, is so, so gross, kind of. Uh, yeah, it's, um, it's nasty. That being said, we did watch, um... <laughs> yeah. We watched the fucking, uh... A little bit more. A little bit more, the little, like, YouTube series where they do covers of other songs or, like, remixes of their own songs. Which is great fun. Great uh, fun. Like, the, the sort of conclusion of the of the Eurovision house party that started during COVID and during lockdown, um, where people performed their their own songs from their house and, and performed covers and it was very fun. And now it's like, okay, send in send in a cover, send in a, a performance, send in whatever you have and we'll make like an hour long video yeah. three weeks in a row. Love that concept. Um, um Gustav fucking killed it with his Where Are You cover. It was so good. And I feel like not everyone is talking about that. While I was like, that was the only real standout of that last episode. Uh, for sure. Gustav doing Imani's Where Are You? So good. Because so you can tell that he loves good. that song. That's why I'm like, you can just tell that he loves that. But the Burning and, Daylight remix um, right. was fucking dire. That was just a little embarrassing to me. My god, the house party. I'm just not gonna talk about it. It's um, not the version not they're gonna... bringing to Eurovision. I don't know what version they're bringing to Eurovision, because they've seemingly just changed it. Um, so I have a hard time ranking this. For all I know, when they perform it at Eurovision, it very well could be the worst song of the year. It was not for me. It was one of my favorites. I like the song. I listened to the studio version, and I made this ranking based on studio versions that I have listened to on a playlist. Now, listen, we see, we saw them live in Amsterdam as well. I don't recall that they were particularly awful. I, I don't, don't, but then when you I see don't the think videos they were, of them I don't think they were strong. No. I thought they had a very strange, like, connection to each other. That is to say, a lack thereof. Yeah. Where I was also just thinking, like, you're really trying to find a connection... But the strength of the song and, and the video for me lies in that sort of, like, fact that you're not singing to each other. You're sort of singing separately until you... Until you, yeah, find join that. each other in um, the end. And it just seems that, like, in every presentation they have not yeah. honed in on what I thought was the strength of the song. So it's just given me less and less confidence in this every time I see it. Yeah, much like Czechia, every time I see a new performance, I'm like, you are not honing in on the strength of this. So it's a weird... I, I have lost confidence, which I find a little sad. Because yeah. I do like the song. I do really like like the song. So, um, at this point, we are leaving, you know, the high mid range, the, the good mid uh, range, and going into solidly good. Mm. Uh, yeah, you're a bit generous here, I think, but yeah. I don't think so. You have, uh, like... What, 18, 18 more songs, songs to go? go? And I think most of these are solidly... Not great. Ah, okay. Do we still have a tier left? Okay, yeah. These are not the A's yet. These are the B's and C's. Okay. The 7's and 8's. Um, 
18. Who the hell is Edgar? For Austria by Taya and Selena. Uh, unpopular I've... opinion. I have, to, I have to assume it's going to be an unpopular opinion. I know. I know. And I've made my peace that this is going to be a favorite. I um, like it. I think it's nice. I think it's fine that everyone likes it. Yeah. I. It's just me. That's just my opinion. A music opinion. That's just the thing. Like, where, where me coming to the defense of this is like, if it occupies the subwoofer spot, it is a vast improvement. It is a much better. <laughs> it's better than subwoofer. I know, but I'm saying, like, if it occupies that sort of like spot of oh, silly, mm. catchy song, right? Right. Within that echelon, I'm like, yeah, that's. Much better. Of course, we hated Subwoofer, so the More comparison is not quite fair. But it's 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 sort of the best comparison, weirdly, that there is. I think. yeah. Um, I recognize that it is good. That doesn't mean I have to like it. It's very catchy. I think they're really charming. Uh, I think the hook itself is just a lot of. It's very. It's silly and it's fun mm-hmm. to a point where I'm like, it's not just silly and fun and it's so stupid. That, like, I have no connection to it. I'm like, I also get that you're saying something. So that all, like, works to make it a, a pretty solid package for me. Yeah, I understand absolutely. your, you know, reservations about the use of, of Edgar Allan Poe's name. Where I'm like, yes, it is just the hook. Eurovision in concert absolutely went nuts for this. That's it. Me, me personally. Like, I loved this live. I thought it was so fun. I danced through the pain because I haven't mentioned yet on the podcast (laughs) that the second we walked into this venue for Eurovision in concert, I don't remember what the first song was, but during the first song, I remember thinking, I think my appendix is is rupturing. Um, I think I will not make it two more songs before needing to call an ambulance. I am in so much fucking pain. I can't believe. And, you know, my appendix did not rupture. We just, you know, rushed to the venue too soon after eating a big burger, uh, which is really good, by the way, but, you know, uh, did not digest properly and my stomach was trying to kill me the whole evening. I was in so much fucking pain. Um, and it, and it sucked for me, but I was like, oh my god, I'm here for my wonderful boyfriend who cares so much about this, I cannot. We were there for you too. No, I also cared so much about it, but I was like, I can't. This was like when we went to the premiere of your TV show and I realized I was so sick and I was like I have to leave this room and sit by myself for a bit so you can network but yeah during the Eurovision in concert my stomach was killing me but that didn't stop me from fucking dancing to Edgar Allan Poe that's the thing it's a it's a it's a it is a banger it's a banger it is a party song and when you get that vibe uh I find it very hard to resist uh, this is one of those where I'm like, I'll I'll have to finish listening to it. Many other songs I can just be like, yeah, stop, Got I'm it, done. Yeah. This one I'm like, no, nah, it doesn't matter if it just started, I will just listen to the whole thing. Um, I, th- yeah, I sure. like the buildup of it, and I think it's nice. I think it's good. Yeah, it is good. Number 17, 
is the Kalmendi family singers. Oh, yeah! Do for Albania. Listen, this is a Cinderella stan household. Yes, Cinderella, Kalmendi, you will always be famous. Forever in our hearts. Um, incredible woman. Uh, Albina's fine. Albina's okay. <laughs> no, Albina plays the fucking flute, which is right. great. Speaking of, uh, I just s- a, li- a little bit more, um, they did, I think, was it Every Way That I Can? I think they, they covered no, the family. No, something else. Or was it my number one? They did a they did a relatively basic Eurovision cover, and they still had their phones out to look at the Didn't lyrics. they do la, 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 no, no. Was it, you are the one, you're my number one. Yes, that was that's it, it. Right? That yeah. was it. And they still had their phones out to look at the lyrics. Um, it was great. Yeah, it was fantastic. And then... If we had that little joke going on of like, oh, wow, looks like Albina is the least talented of the family because everyone else was playing their instruments. And then suddenly she grabs the clarinet? I don't know. I don't know. And like, oh, okay. I guess they all play instruments. Fuck. We uh, stan every single one of them it's separately. Brilliant. But um, so... Cinderella is obviously the best one. It's Albania and it is what you want. Exactly what I want. That's just kind of the thing. Imagine if they hadn't gone, we would not have had a Screaming in Black song this year. So, you know, counter fucking lucky stars. They're keeping the tradition alive. We need that. In 2023, we need that. Um, Fantastic. Love them. Uh, Perfect. Number 16. Power! Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm doing a lot of, oh, yeah. Yeah, you're saying a lot of, oh, yeah. By Delia for Iceland. What a fun song. What a fun banger. What a good-looking woman. Uh, Eurovision in concert had a little bit of a wardrobe mishap. She was wearing a top, like a crop top that obviously like needed to tie around her I think torso it to in some way. It needed to be tied around several times. But it was very obvious that she like needed to come on stage and she didn't have enough time, so like the or it came loose in some way, or someone couldn't figure it out, um, and the two ties were just like kind of dangling in front of her, and her her boobies were falling out. She was doing everything she could to so keep instead them in. Of, instead of like, you know, a boob window, it had just become under boob of the shirt. Yeah. And so she was just tugging on... The, the the hem of that shirt basically to keep it down holding on for um, dear life because we did spot some areola there wasn't a full slip now did she try did did that stop her from giving it her all jumping and up and around down. that stage <laughs> no. no no she did it, that she did that she fucking did that and I respect her to hell for it she was just tugging on that shirt, jumping up and down, making him bounce. Do uh, I feel bad for replaying that over and over <laughs> in my head sometimes? No. <laughs> no. Because I it, it is it is it because is Because we is, are red blooded European adults. Yeah but it's also and we about like, like tits. her confidence in like keeping that performance going. Yes. The way that she did and the way that the she end, was still having so much fun. And then at the end she once again tried to lead the audience in a sing along. Yeah, and everyone did it. And because... she lost her little mind. She was so like 
blown away by the fact that anyone could sing power which is, you know, kind of the easiest thing to sing. And but yep, she, she just laughed like she thought in it was such amazing. Joy, which I understand, but that was one of the moments where I was like, oh right, it must be fucking crazy. If you're just a singer, yeah. not like a huge singer, but you're just like a local singer who again, Eurovision a little bit more, did a beautiful cover of Hallelujah with a choir. Yeah. Oversang it, but, like, brought it back. That's Delia. She oversings it, but then brings it back. Yeah. Um, if that's, like, what you do, then being on a stage at Eurovision and hearing everyone sing along to your song, it's like... Oh, my God. And you all know this? And you all know this? Yeah, like, I, I felt it in that moment. Um, and I yeah. loved it. Yeah, no, I love her. I really like this song. It. I really like it, too. It, I mean, it's 16. It's not my favorite. Um, but it has staying power. I think I'll hear this five years from now and still think it's fun. I mean, I have faith in her that she's going to deliver a great performance, even if like the staging of it like kind of lets her down, even if it doesn't qualify. I think it might. I think it will. Um, but I see like you know, I see. I always see the potential. Um, I'm still. We're still going to revisit this and be like, yeah, but do you hear her fucking vocal? You know, it's like, do you hear Vincent Bueno's vocal? It's perfect. It's spotless. Vincent Bueno, yeah, spotless. I listened to Amen today. And I was blown. <laughs> if you have no context for that, and you just heard that, you're like, "What the? F- what she did? What now?" Um, I I put Amen on whenever I feel like it, baby, and that's um often. Uh, so yeah, good good on Delia. Good on Delia. Well done. Number fifteen, like an animal by Peak Chat yeah. for San Marino, absolutely. baby. Absolutely, hundred percent, completely correct. It is good. Yeah, I, I mean, it took some people to see the music video to get on our side. It's I don't happening. even like the music video that much. No, but it's cute. It's cute. Yeah. It's cute. People needed to see them be like a little cuter about it, and sure. then people were like, oh actually nice it's like yes you need to understand you need what you need to understand is that it's hot <sighs> it's just hot and you need to learn how to fuck um, we've definitely talked about it on every single episode we've done this year so <laughs> let's let's you know gloss over him but like, you know i wouldn't be 15, surprised if this had been your number one considering how often we've talked about it on the podcast it's not my number one are you <laughs> no, fucking crazy i'm saying our audience wouldn't have been surprised no uh, definitely, i love it definitely i love not, it like, but like i think it's really solid and i'm like i have never hated hearing it it does not great it is it is good mm-hmm. it's just good yeah <laughs> number 14 is that a crazy opinion maybe but i'll have it i'll have it number 14 queen of kings alessandra from norway yeah. what more can i say it's queen of kings Guys, it's a banger. It is the definition of a banger. Yeah, and some people might say, what, 14? Not higher? No. Um, And I think that seems about right. I'm correct. It is a hard banger. It is a hard banger. But a hard banger, like, it doesn't is, it need is, to score. It is with 15 and 14 here um, that we have moved on into great territory. Okay. That we have moved into... I love all of these. Well, I think I still have a, have a few maybe that I will disagree on, but you're like, yes. Probably. Um, 
Number two, number two, um, is stay for Lithuania, Monica Linkite. Yeah, I think it's such a nice song. It's really Isn't pretty. It beautiful. It's really pretty. It's one where I think I have to see the live performance of it again to like. Yeah. See how it actually lands for me. Um, I think it's so tight. It's well but it written. Is good. It's really like an impressively sculpted song. That's the thing. I think it's good. It wouldn't go into grade for me. Maybe. Or I think it would be. It would. That's that's where I'm like. Ugh. I'm not sure. I do. I do like it. Like I, I can't that, say that I dislike it. I, no. I I like it. I I actually like it a lot. Would I if. If I had, like, you know, the playlist of this year in front of me and I could pick one song to listen to, would I ever pick this? Probably not. Because it would be, you know, my number one every single time. Mm. Um, and it has been. But I still, I really like it. I listen to the version that doesn't have the Chuto Tuto on it, like the first version that she made, um, and it sucked. I hated it. Right, but that's where I'm at, where I'm like, I think there's a very narrow line here on which yeah. this song is good. And it's the Chuto Tuto. And I mean, it is on that line. Yeah. So I think it's interesting. Uh, number 12. Um, I think is our most referenced uh, song, not on the podcast, but just like in our daily lives, <laughs> every single day, oh, yeah. you and I will like make eye contact and one of us will say, hello. <laughs> Game over, bitch. It's uh, number 12, I mean, Serbia. It, it, it is since the video of him saying Game over, bitch, at the Spanish pre-party in Madrid, I think, where he, like, performed it and just said, game over, bitch, that that has been living in our heads. Rent-free. Um, We're not charging him anything. No, no, um, he is free of charge. <laughs> free of charge. Oh, fantastic. I mean, it's also the one that I've been really like... vibing to on my bike ride to work. It's so Linkin Park. I feel like, sorry, in, in terms of the rent-free thing... I wanted to make a joke about it, but I don't think I, I don't think I can get there. I wanted to say like I feel like I'm a I'm I'm the owner of a pension in 1930s Berlin, and he's a <laughs> he's a like he's a destitute artist, but he can stay here for free because I love him so. Early early 1930s. Yes yes yes. Pre you know. Yes no but like. Yes absolutely. I if I was a, a wealthy. Bureaucrat or I mean, whatever. It's probably because I do have cabaret also on the mind. Sure. Right? Which yeah. which is, you know, has the backdrop of rising not like rising fascism, yes. Yes. But uh, but it's also, happening, guys. But also has the like underground weird art scene that like this kind of yeah. In a weird way, like I I was linked to. Sorry for the the, the tangent. <laughs> no, I mean Samisis Baba is Fucking incredible. It's great. It is so good. I, I needed to come around to it, but at this to point, like, point, I don't know what to... Yeah, no. I'm like, why is this 12th? It's better than Tattoo by Lorraine. Yeah. 
I think many of these songs are better than Tattoo by Lorraine. I think Peak Jack's Like an Animal is better than Tattoo. I, I'm, I'm like, why is Tattoo 11th on this uh, drop it? Because, because when you're doing this sort of sorter thing, at one point, you'll start feeling bad about about thinking everything is better than Tattoo, you know? I know. At some point, you'll start feeling bad. You'll be like, well, Tattoo, surely it, surely it must be better than that. But it's not. And I'm, listen- I'm, I'm looking at it now, and I'm thinking, okay, um, can you just put... Let's say that Tattoo yeah. is 16th and shove everything, <laughs> shove power and like an animal up a point, you know? I mean, you, you can do whatever you want. Yes. This is this is not official. Um, this is not official, but, you know, I had Lorraine tattoo on 11, and right. now I regret that. Yeah, but let's, like, zoom in on that for a little bit, right? Because we saw her uh, perform it... Live? Live. And I remember being in the audience thinking, I need to make an amendment to my move your face rule. And the amendment is... Open your eyes! I am your audience, I need to make a connection to you, and I cannot do that if your eyes are closed for the entire song. And then yesterday, when we were watching the just a little bit more, her eyes were closed the whole three minutes! What connection can I make to you? Yeah, anything that, like, that's where I... Where I... Where I land with saying that, like, oh, tattoo has often left me kind of cold. It's because she doesn't fucking look at you. I don't like. I don't really feel like like I have anything to do with this. Yeah, like, good for you, honey. But I. What am I to do with this? What about me? Are you singing to me? I'm not reading all of that, but I'm happy for you or sorry that that (laughs) happened, right? Like, it's just like, I don't know, because you're not... You're not involving me I mean, I can tell it's bad, I guess, because you're singing really loudly. I feel... But I feel bad about, like, being negative about Lorraine, because, like... Her voice is fucking incredible. She is great. she does with her mouth and, like, her chest cavity... Too like now I'm so fucking annoying now that I have had any like vocal. No, but she does do a lot of like cool technical stuff. She does so much cool technical stuff. Like she sings the ooh 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 like through her teeth a little bit so that her the it's so that it like echoes in the back of her the back of her mouth. It's genuinely really cool what she does, and I'm very impressed by her. And I love Lorraine. That's not the point. I just want her to open her eyes and sing to me, the audience. It's just that, like, if we're coming to it now, watching her acoustic performance in the a little bit more video, it's not what we're supposed to judge it on. We're supposed to judge it on the actual song as it is, which is, you know, has the pumping beat, has the rising... Which, you know, is very... Catchy. Potent. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we do have to judge it on. But I did think watching, you know, the performance in the in the in the in the just a little bit more video, thinking, I love Euphoria, right? Right. It is rightfully, I think, one of the most liked, most yes. popular winners. It's good. It topped the two hundred and fifty. It's really great. And of course, we always have to compare it to Euphoria because it's the same artist. Yes. And she won with that. And I just feel like if Euphoria 
universally liked, and I love it. I think it's good. I yeah, think it's of really course. Great. Yeah, it's Euphoria. I just feel like compared to that with Tattoo, I'm like something about it makes me feel like it would be a real disappointment for me if it won. Yeah. Like it would be kind of heartbreaking, wouldn't it? Kind of heartbreaking, and I don't think it would be one of my favorite winners. No. Um no, yeah, no. I, I think I would it would be I think it might be a winner I dislike. Oh. And I that's that's kind of like the weird feeling that this season has been. Yeah. You know, also where I'm like, oh, that's kind of the one of the really the the outcomes that we've just all like we're gonna have to settle with. It's it's Lorraine. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't think I would like be particularly enthusiastic about this, nor be enthusiastic about it years to come. No. I mean, um, so it's yeah. a bit of a weird one on that. Um, nothing's happened yet. Three minutes um, in the next couple of weeks still to happen. So that was my number 11, but it should be my number 16. Um, the next one, um, I also want to drop like just one place because I think Samomi Sespava is better than Swaile Siluna. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I don't know what you're on about. I don't know what I was doing. Maybe I was vibing really hard to Swaile Siluna yeah, that yeah. day. Because there's some moments when it is good. Yeah. And I think I had heard it that day and like thought it was amazing. And then uh, then I made the ranking. Because that's then... like top 10 now, right? At this point, yeah, no. Now, um, Suarez Luna is 10. 10 or... Samomise Spava... No. Suarez Luna is 11. Samomise Spava is 10. Okay, sure. But... Are you guys still following this? Top 10 is, like, is, is really good. And I can get it, because, like, when it, when it hits, it hits. When it hits, it really hits. But then again, there have been times when I've been looking at the list of songs and thought, yeah, Moldova could not make it. I wouldn't be mad if Swarilishi Luna wasn't in the grand final. Yeah, I know, but like, what do I think of it? I like it. I think it's good. I think it hits. I think it's totally fine. I, I just think really it go, like it can go vibe to it. Yeah, but you didn't on our first listen. I don't think it grew on me. It really did. Yeah, I don't. So I don't know where it's gonna go. I'm. I'm. It's a weird one. I don't mind it either way. This is one of those complete Eurovision wild cards where, like, if it makes it. I would understand. What, what the fuck? Queen of Kings is better than Swarilishi Luna. <laughs> My God, this this list is a mess. I should have. I'm sorry, guys. I'm not. I'm disagreeing with myself now. I'm like, who fucking made this list? It wasn't me, but it was me. It's especially when the top ten comes around and you're like, wait, why isn't this song there? <laughs> I like this I song because you voted it that way, baby. Yeah, so Drop Tattoo and Swagalishi <laughs> mm-hmm. Luna yeah. to f- 16 and no, 15. And, <laughs> and all the rest like bumps two places. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think we are correct. From yeah, this see, point on, we are correct. But this entire part where you've been like confused and you've been like, oh, we should switch that around. Mm-hmm. That's why those songs don't go in great for me. Yeah. Everything up until now. Mm-hmm. I think doesn't go in great. Yeah. Because sometimes I think it deserves to be much lower and sometimes like that entire sure. area yeah. is like I don't really know what I think. Because I enjoy all of these songs. Yeah, no, and I think this this hits on like my approach to it. Mm. Number nine. Nine? Okay, sure. Sure. I wrote a song by Mae Muller yeah, for okay. the United Kingdom. How fun. 
But move your face, girl. She should move her face. Move your face. But your song slaps. Your song's really good. Please move your face. I don't know what the idea is behind the like dead-eyed, scary stare. Um, is it a is it a creative choice? Uh, I don't know that I love it. I don't know that I love it, but I love the song. We have perfected the lyrics at this point. Sure. So our biggest critique of this song was that she doesn't switch it up in the second uh, chorus. She doesn't uh, escalate. She just repeats, I was going to cuss you out outside your house for everyone to see. I was going to tell trash your bins, tell all your friends how cruel cool. you were to me. I think the first part of I was going to cuss you out outside your house for everyone to see, that you can repeat. But the trashing your bins thing, that needs to be something different on the second go around. And we figured it out. It should have been... I was going to cuss you out outside your house for everyone to see. I was going to get real mad and fuck your dad just like you did to me. <laughs> oh, the reveal is perfect. That's what it should be. So um, I would like to encourage everyone when you sing this song, uh, second chorus. Yeah. Just do our version. I promise you will enjoy this song a lot more. Mm -hmm. It's wonderful. Number eight. Promise by Voyager for Australia. That one went uh, up, right? It went up for me. I love it now. It's good. It's really it's good. Really good. Um, um, I think we needed to see this one live as well. Oh, yeah, it, it went live. Um, because it, it, like, it slapped so hard that I was like, oh, no, you no, right, this works exactly where it needs exactly. to work. Exactly. This does exactly what it wants to do. Okay, they know what they're doing. It's perfect. Um, music, it's a perfect song. No, music, no. Music video is, you know, a music video, but when you see it perform them live, you're like, oh, this was made to be, like, a live performance. Yeah. That's why it's here. Okay, uh, it's good then. It's good now. And it is, uh, yeah. Yeah, I was maybe a little harsh on this on the day that we listened to it on the, on the podcast, but I have uh, fully come around to it. Uh, yeah, It's not that I disliked it. No, but it's one where I'm like, I know it's going to be a live performance, and it's going to be about that like live performance yeah. aspect of it, and that's going to be good about it. That's going to work so well. Um, and they have such charm, all of them, oh, on stage. When, yeah. they, when you see them together, it's like, oh, okay, they've got like... A dynamism in the three minutes that they spend together, which yeah. isn't like cut together from different takes. It's like you immediately feel that. Um, and so that, yeah, that really works. Um, yeah, genuinely really enjoy this one. Genuinely enjoy it. Uh, I think it's very good. Number seven, Because of You by Gustav. Oh, yeah. For us, Belgium. Mm. If anyone says anything mean about Gustav that, you know, isn't my boss's girlfriend who, you know, I can't go up against or I will lose my job. Um, if anyone says anything mean to Gustav or about Gustav, I will uh, come for you while you sleep. I will break get, into your house. Can you get fired for being mean to your boss's girlfriend? I think I can. Could you not, like, tell your union that it has nothing to do with your work performance and it's not grounds for termination of comp? I don't know. I would prefer to not, you know, have enemies at work. Mm, fair enough. I would prefer not to think about these people when I'm not at work. You know, and when uh, the world uh, got but me the going world crazy. do got me going crazy though. 
they they do got me going crazy. Um, but I carry on because I know I'm strong. And when the world got me going crazy, I carry on. And it's all because of Gustav. Nobody's allowed to be mean to Gustav. Another one of these where I'm like, you know, kind of kind of something that feels basic in the in the words or in the 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 everything of it, but it is such a strong asserting of power that I, I love it. It's still necessary. We're just still like bumping up against what we were so eager to call like, oh, it's outdated. We don't need this message anymore. And then you just realize more and more like, no, actually it is never it is never not, you know, en vogue to assert your own, you know, yeah. self-confidence and your own power. I fucking go for it. I fucking go for it. Um I at some point I put this on while I was on my bike, which is where I listen to music. So, you know, you can always assume that I'm on my bike when I talk about listening to these songs. Yeah. And I was dancing on my bike. It was like I was listening to Say Na 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 by Serhat, how much I was enjoying it. So we bring up we bring up the Serhat factor now. It's the Serhat factor. He does have a hat. It is a big hat. Yeah, but we said this also at Eurovision concert, and we're going to keep bringing it up whatever is pertinent. Um, but like, I mean, it, he brought down the house. That was an insane performance from Everyone Gustav. Everyone Everyone loved it. Loving it. It was so good, to the point where I was like... He might win Eurovision. It would be my favorite thing in the world. And this is my Eurovision prediction. Is we're going to see Keria and Lorraine uh, in the green room hugging each other like Sherine and uh, Gal Gadot. Nope. <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> Gala Drago. Gal <laughs> Thank you. Gala Drago in the Belgian pre-selection. Uh, they were the shore winners and they were like hugging each other like, oh, which one of us is it going to be? And then Gustav was announced to be the winner and he was like, what the fuck? And I think that's what's going to happen. Uh, on Eurovision Eve. I think that's actually what's gonna happen, is Lorraine and, <laughs> and Keria are gonna be hugging each other like, oh, which one of us is gonna win? <laughs> and they're gonna, and then Graham Norton is gonna be like, and the winner is Gustav! And you're gonna see Gustav, like, have a full mental breakdown. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think it's possible with the way that points are announced at Eurovision right now. Um, Right, but but I mean the mental image of the it. The mental image of yes, it is so strong. we have to just kind strong. of sit with it. Um, it would be the funniest, and in in that way, also sort of the best outcome. <laughs> you know, just like it was the funniest and best outcome at Euro Song. Yeah, we were like, oh, actually, the funniest and this the best thing to happen right now would be for Gustav to win, and then he did, and we were like, actually, yeah. You you have to laugh. This is great, but like as it went on, we realized like, no, this actually. Like this actually everyone is. was everyone was vibing to it because it is quite good. Yeah. Look at it. Yeah. His voice, his vocal performance is amazing. His backing vocals are vocals are great. Yeah, they're also it's charismatic. Such a party. They have fun each time they do it. Yeah. Um, because why wouldn't you? The, the, yeah, the song does stay fun. No, I like it. Um, again, a big, a big, uh, a big, big ups, grower. <laughs> big ups to Gustav. Yeah, but. Wow. Now we are moving uh, six to one, and the six to one range is what I like to call the Mira songs. These are the songs that I okay, would listen actually, to yeah. not in Eurovision. 
These are like the songs that are my okay. genres, my actual, my actual real personal taste. Wait, you have six more? I have six more. I have five now that I have in my head. The sixth one is I'm missing one that You're I missing can, one. can think of. Number six. What three? Mama's. Yeah, that was the one. That was the one I couldn't think of for some reason. Yeah. Okay, yeah. For Croatia. Now, I have a very important caveat to mention. Because on uh, their. On the lead singer's Instagram, they announced that they were going to do an NFT. And if that was not a joke, they are disqualified from Eurovision to me. They are disqualified from my ranking and mm -hmm. I will never listen to them again. Because I hate NFTs with a passion. Yeah, that was bad. Uh, they are very, very bad. Um, but they have not mentioned it since, so it may have been a joke. In which case, they're good. But they're on thin fucking ice. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little wild, weird because you know this is a, a group that have done weird stunt promo actions yeah. in the past. Um, where I'm like, could like one, I stopped listening to gorillas over this shit. Could I one, love gorillas. Could one do an NFT as a joke? I don't no. think so because you still but have to support the But the actual NFT isn't out. So maybe there's just the announcement was like a stupid joke of like... Yeah, but if it's not obvious enough that it's a joke... Right. So that's why I say they're on thin ice. Um, but let's just assume that's not that nothing is coming of this NFT business. Um, in which case, yeah, they are number six. I think their song is fantastic. Yeah. No, it is. yeah. It's... it's just that I think NFTs are abhorrent. Um, <laughs> but Mama's Ch is an amazing song, and I love it so, so much. Uh, number five is Aya. Okay. By Sudden Light for Latvia. It is really, really good. There's not really that much to say yeah, about no, it. Yeah, no, it's great. It's just a really, I, like, I genuinely really enjoy really it. Really good song. I, finally, I do get the... Radiohead the comparison? The Radiohead comparison yeah. now. Now that I've listened to it a couple of times more, and I'm like, oh, it's like 15-step. Sure. Yes, it is radiohead -esque. Yeah, but see, like, you you, you made, you, uh, you played it for me, the Radiohead song, that I, I, I was like, oh, yeah, I've heard it. Um, but my brain just doesn't go to Radiohead immediately. I'm just like, yeah, this is just kind of a, a rhythm. Radiohead did not invent this. No, I know, but there is, like, a... A, a Radiohead song that I like a lot yes. that uses no, this rhythm. Like, so I'm like, right? oh, okay, that's the... Um, yeah, I think it's just, I think it's a good song made by some musicians, you know? Yeah, they're, they're, it's when musicians. <laughs> Number four. Now we're getting into the exciting part, aren't we? Now, okay, so... What uh, do you think? Yeah. Are these the, are these the other boys? Are these the Slovenian boys? No, they're not. Okay, so they're they're up higher. Then who do we have at number four? It's Blood and Glitter. Ah, Germany. okay. The other band, yes. It's the other band. The other band. It's Lord of the Lost. Still number four. Definitely, like, one of my big favorites. I, I love it very, very much. But it, it has lost some of its shine. Yeah, but it only needs on three really. minutes of shine because it's only going to play in that grand final one time, you know? Yeah, it only exactly. Needs the, it only needs that initial moment of, of glitter. 
I know. And blood. And, you know, watching them live was a full experience. Oh, I yeah. thought they were amazing. I did love that. It's just that everything, yeah, like all of their like stripped down covers of other songs that they've done for a little bit more, I haven't liked. New. Nope. Um, and I don't like all... I, I've actually, like, checked out their other songs because, you know, my friend likes them a lot and has sent me all of their other songs and I've had to be like, oh, yeah, that's that's really good. But I actually don't like their other stuff that much. Um, Luckily, they only have three minutes at Eurovision. Exactly. So you have to, like, oh, look to what the Eurovision performance is. Exactly. Like, all of their other stuff, I'm like, this would be really good if it was three minutes long and not six minutes long. Yeah, I mean, that's that's why I did, like, most of Lordy's discography at the time when they won, because a lot of their songs were, like, in the three to four minute range, which is like... Perfect. Yeah, it's, it's basically a Eurovision song. Um, wrote a lot of hard rock with, like, you know, a little... A little bit of metal, a little bit of poppy influences, and it was like, oh, this is all like super campy horror rock. Great. Um, and Hard Rock Hallelujah, and that was like the perfect three-minute distillation of like yeah. their their vibe. And so similarly here, you have a perfect three-minute like presentation of the band, right? It is perfect. Like it is a perfect three-minute and like they get to it's do a, the they get to do the stripped back thing that Chris Harms obviously likes to do because because yeah. every time they do a cover of a different song, it's in like an insufferable stripped back way. <laughs> um, and I don't I don't like it for a whole song, but I like it for like that half of the chorus that he does. Like yeah, that's good because then you can hit all the instruments again afterwards. Um, I like the construction of it. I think it's, it's, yeah, I think it's pretty solid. It's a tasty morsel from a groovy hub. <laughs> sure, yeah. Number three. Here's the boys. Oh. It's Carpe Diem, Joker okay. Out for Slovenia. Okay. It's a very fun song. And I love it. And I love the boys. I mean, you know, groovy. It's very groovy. Yeah. And the morsel is tasty. Absolutely wonderful. There's very little to say about it because it is, yeah. this one is, I'm like, yeah, this is just a good song. We saw them, uh, we saw a video of them doing a cover of Disco. Yes, at the song presentation they did that, yeah. Um, which made me so happy. Um, it was very fun. I, I love it. I love Carpe Diem. Number two, I didn't know this was going to be number two. Sarah Hat? It's Sarah Hat. Uh, Sarah Hat's number one, always, forever in my heart. Um, no, I didn't actually think that this was going to be my number two. Yeah. Because, but the more I listened to it, and especially when we listened to the karaoke version of it, and I realized how little and instrumentation there yeah. actually is to this song. The power of this is almost entirely in the balance of vocals between like her and the backing vocalists the clapping is what's on the backing track kind of yeah um and it's but it's, it's crazy it's, it's, how it's little borderline a metronome where like yeah yeah exactly um it's yeah, yeah, yeah. uh by blanca paloma for spain i did not know how much what a song this would like have it's 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 staying power for me like yeah it has also like Made a, made an impact on me and keeps making an impact. It um, keeps hitting for me. There has not been a single time that I've listened to this that it did not fully hit. 
Interesting. Yeah. Um, so it's my number two. I was kind of surprised by that. Um, well, when you put it like this, there are a lot of good songs. <laughs> actually, yeah, like making my ranking, I'm like, actually a lot of these fucking rule. Uh, my number one doesn't even need to be said. Well, no, now we know what it now is. Now we all know that it's Cha-Cha-Cha by Kaya for Finland. Come on, guys. It's the best one with a bullet it's the best one well yeah see and it's it's because of that that now i'm thinking back on everything else and i'm like yeah maybe it's not that good though because it's not cha-cha-cha none of these other songs were cha-cha-cha are you fucking kidding me so it's not a contest i mean it is the eurovision song contest but it's crazy to me that not everyone is like oh yeah there's a clear winner and it's cha-cha-cha it's the best song. I think that's what we need to keep it, you know, keep it exciting. Is to keep it sort of uncertain if this is, if it's even possible. But like, I think, yeah, it's my favorite. It um, has to win, right? It was like, my favorite no from the moment that it like was revealed to be in the Finnish selection. As yeah. I said, the Finnish selection of seven songs. Um, all good. I think all seven of them, I think would have been like a good song for your country but Cha 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 was the yeah you showed me Hoida Mut yeah um that would have also just been my one, number one <laughs> <laughs> I would have uh, also yeah. ranked that as number one oh uh, like, yeah that, it's been living, exactly that's what I'm it saying it has been living rent what I'm saying in my brain uh since you first listened to, <laughs> listen to it it is fantastic um but yeah, cha cha cha! Just the performance, the spectacle, the horror—the ah, it's it's so good. No, it's powerful. Like it's yeah, it's 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 powerful. It's visceral in a way that I think very few other songs will make you go. Oh, I need to see that again. Yeah, and you know the easiest way to want to see a song again is to make sure it wins, and then they have to do it again. Yeah, so like, I have to see that again is a reason to vote for it, is a reason to look at it on YouTube, is to then tell everyone to watch on Saturday and vote for it, you know, for a casual audience. Yeah. I think it has the potential to make the biggest impact. Like, I am thinking, like, here's how Kenya can still win. Um, like, I don't think it's out there. I don't think the possibility is a, is a crazy no. leap. But I wouldn't dare say like obviously it's obviously that's that's what's up. No, it's not an obvious winner, but I would be heartbroken if it was between this and tattoo and tattoo one. I would be really disappointed. It in does the pit it, of my yeah, stomach. It would sit that, like, that so does it feel, would sit so wrong. That does feel disappointing. If Gustav wins, best case scenario. Yeah. Best case scenario, no Gustav wins. No one's heartbroken because it's not like one or the other, right? Yeah. It's like, no, it's not one or the other, it's Gustav. So that's what we're hoping for, is a Gustav sweep. Yes. That's the official stance of the podcast, is we want a Gustav sweep. If not that, then Cha-Cha-Cha needs to win. What the fuck is anyone else even doing? I would love at least... No, because Lorraine is probably... Is Lorraine going to win the jury vote? I don't know. Would be great if it was Gustav winning the jury vote. Oh, yes. Because... Second place Gustav? Absolutely. He's got great vocal and 
the backing vocals that is the thing it's like the jury specifically has to vote on vocals right sort of yes but they also have to because Kaya doesn't have the best vocals they also have to vote on like radio potential which like you know Tattoo has been played on the radio so I feel like that shouldn't be like a thing to vote on right yeah um, I don't know exactly what the what the qualities are that they need to judge in a song. Um, it's just that people think that they will vote for you know ballads and vocal showcases when a lot of the times that is not the case. Yeah, uh, juries don't necessarily do that. They also vote for like just you know technical, technical ability, technical uh, polish. Um, and like cha 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 is so polished. I mean, it is fucking. It is strong and it, it is, is impactful. I think you cannot song. deny that. I don't know. I don't know. It's really hard to predict. On a, on a televote, I don't see it doing bad. Like I think on a televote, I see that. There's no way. Like the, yeah. The, yeah. Your clear draw, kind of. So, um, that is my ranking. Are you surprised? Shocked? Um, Disappointed? Disgusted? Really. I mean, I'm a little surprised that I didn't realize which songs were still to be named for most of that. Right. Um, that's just a little surprising to me. That <laughs> <laughs> just disappointing that you... But I had uh, such a hard time remembering what songs uh, there are. Right. Um, but I'm not surprised at the, at, the, uh, at the results overall. I think it's a good year for Mira songs, songs for me. This year has really grown on me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like we were talking about m- mid... Actually, looking at all of this, I like them all. I think what makes Eurovision so fun is that you do just choose to enter a world, and the world is these 37 songs. And you engage with this world within the parameters of these 37 songs. And during Eurovision seasons, those are the only songs that exist in the world. Kind of. So you're kind of like, if these were... The only 37 songs that existed in the world, which ones would I like and which one would I, would I not like? Sure. And um, some of the songs that you wouldn't necessarily listen to in your life outside of Eurovision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing with become Eurovision Become, like, the biggest bangers. Well, that's the thing with Eurovision music, absolutely. It doesn't necessarily go on a regular playlist for me. No, it's uh, separate. It's a separate world of music, and I think that is so fascinating. Because that means you really judge these songs on different merits then you judge regular songs, non-Eurovision songs, by. And that doesn't mean that you lower your standards. That just means that your standards are completely different. I mean, it's a paradigm shift, right? It's yeah. It's kind of like, this is a, yeah, like you say, this is a different sort of world. This is a different um, framework in which these songs exist, because they exist, you know, in a contest, but also... Um, I mean, you know, there's a lot of national selections that that try and tap into that same music and that's like, oh, one of these gets picked out to be your Eurovision act. But all of the other songs sort of occupy that same Eurovision music sphere sometimes that you're like, um, all of these songs really trying to make an impact. Um, And even even the ones that aren't like super impactful are trying to be 
like laid back or trying to be subtle. Um, So it's a lot of songs all trying to be like the best version of themselves. They're not like a song on an album or they're not a single from an album. So it it just, it just kind of, yeah, it's interesting. I, I think it's fascinating to have like two months out of the year where all I fucking listen to is Eurovision music and two. Huh? Two months. Yeah, because you don't let me. <laughs> you don't want to. I don't want to. I I can't live in this space for longer than two months. No, I think two months is good for you. Yeah. After after May twentieth, my chariot turns into a pumpkin. Um, so I have to get out of here by then. Yeah, I mean, and then I don't it, think honestly, about. Then I don't think about Eurovision until March the next year. Yeah, it's I'm, over for you, bitches. I'm, I'm and ready. For me, I'm ready for some um, for some different music. Well, uh, uh, then I have some good news for you because it's time for me to talk about my plugs. I have two plugs. Okay. This uh, episode, and it's for all of you who are ready to be fucking done with Eurovision. Uh, there are two new albums out by artists that I have talked about a lot on the podcast. First of, first of them is Cosmo Sheldrake. His new album, Wild Wet World, is out. Um, and I was listening to it. And to put it in terms that Eurovision people would understand, the vibe that you get from this album is if you were deep sea divers and no one was coming to find you yeah. and you had nothing left, but the guy you were deep sea diving with gave you his last breath. And he died next to you, and you're stuck at the bottom of the ocean. You have only one breath left, and you're like, oh, fuck, fuck, he has only prolonged my suffering. Um, And then suddenly, a magical deep-sea creature came and, like, gave you gills, and were like, this is your new life. And you were, like, dealing with the horror of what that implies, but also being introduced to this wonderful world of the deep dark ocean um, and seeing all of the horrors and wonders that it has to offer um, and realizing that you can never go back to Mm -hmm. the dry world um, makes sense that's what listening to this album feels like very good second plug um, is Gustav's favorite band Sparks and your favorite band and my favorite band Gustav did an AMA and people were like who are your favorite bands who are your biggest influences and Gustav fucking said Sparks <laughs> it made me feel extremely normal um, tonight we are one. <laughs> um, I'm just imagining, like, we're going to the Sparks concert in Brussels on June 27th, and we're going to be there, and <laughs> the guy in front of us is going to be wearing a huge hat, and we're going to be so annoyed, like, oh my god, we can't see the band, why, why is he wearing such a big hat? <gasps> it's Gustav! <laughs> That's my fantasy. Um, anyway, he loves Sparks, and I love Sparks, and uh, Sparks loves making music, and they um, are coming out with a new album May 26th. Um, it is called The Girl is Crying in Her Latte. The titular single, uh, The Girl is Crying in Her Latte, is already out, as is another single, uh, Veronica Lake. Both of them are 
bananas. Uh, fantastic music. Absolutely great. This is the shit I like to listen to. Uh, go listen to it right now. Uh, and, you know, pre-order that album. I, I think know, that's something that? people... Pre-download? You can pre-download what stuff these days. What does that mean? I don't know. It's for the algorithms. Okay. Damn. Damn, girl. It's good. That's on me now? So I would, yeah, I would like to thank you all for listening. Uh, this is our last episode, you know, looking at these 37 songs before the contest. Yes. Our minds are always open to change our opinions. Uh, on... are, are faces so ready for egg? Of course, there are um, many, many, many songs that we have already listened to on the podcast in years prior to this. Um, and Mira, you have been re-listening to those as well, haven't you? I've been listening to every single Eurovision song from 2016 to 2022. Um, and I, I got through them, like, today. Yeah, and see, those are songs that we have both the studio version and the Eurovision performance to sort of, like... I've been trying to go off of studio ...have version. an opinion on, right? Um, but it, like, it obviously changes the perception of the song, yeah. having seen it live and knowing, like, what the sort of potential of it was. Um, I don't know where I'm going with that. I just think it's interesting to say that, like, this is our last, like, pre-Eurovision opinion yeah. of these songs. It's gonna change forever. Um, but you've listened to all of those because, you know, you were trying to figure out of those songs that we've talked about on the podcast between 2016 and 2022... Which, Which one ones are, are your favorites that, that stand yeah. out for you? Um, we have talked long enough on this episode, so obviously we're not going to get into that now. But do tune in later, because that is something that we want to get into. Absolutely. Uh, I'd uh, love to share my, my top 30 with you. But that's for another episode. That's going to do it for us uh, for this time. You can follow us on Twitter at Eurodivision and you can tweet at us if you have anything to say about our opinions or if you uh, just want to say hi. Just say hi to us. Once again, thank you for listening and we'll catch you on the flip side. <laughs> Good night, Euro. I have to edit that? <laughs>